as I'm sitting here trying to get myself back into fandom ever since it has moved onto the internet, it has not been something that I have been good at. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have not fallen head over heels in love with anything in a long time. Now, I have started finding a home, and it's making me dream of things that I would like to see brought back into media so that I can fall in love with it all over again. Some of these projects are getting made, some of them aren't, but amongst other things, we're going to talk about my wish list. And M has a game review for us on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Auntie C is here, or Charlie, or you might know me better, sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And I just had a lot of random thoughts going through my head, and I thought, you know, I really like doing multiple things in an episode, and I want to get back to that. So, yeah, I don't know what the line is between fan fiction and fiction anymore. And I'm not saying that, like, in a way, like, I lost my mind and went stupid. Yes, my Star Wars fanfiction is fanfiction because I am using someone else's trademark characters in my story. Got it. There. I'm fine. Same with my His Dark Instruments stories. Yeah, I don't own those characters. Somebody else does. Fanfiction. Got it. What I'm talking about is a lot of the projects that I've been working on lately are basically fanfic for genres. <laughs> and I feel kind of weird about that. I've realized that I've just been kind of translating things that I love into stories. So the epic fantasy series setting that I'm working on has a lot of... Uh, elements that I really liked from Final Fantasy that I've been translating into my own head, into my own world, into my own weirdness. And we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, that everything is a remix, and I really do believe that. And now more than ever, I really believe that uh, everything is truly a remix. And that is part of both fan culture and just part of creativity in and of itself. The stories that I'm coming up with are not retreads. The characters that I'm coming up with are not carbon copies lifted from other people's work. But I can see all of the elements from the stories that I love. I can see a little bit of Anne McCaffrey's dragons here, and a little bit of Final Fantasy magic there, and, and, and. And there's nothing wrong with that. Too many writers shame themselves for wearing their influences on their sleeves, and they shouldn't. We can be proud about the things that we love, just as long as you know we're not making things that are too closely related to it. This is one of you know one of the things that Terry Brooks talks about with his Shannara series that he really thought that he was creating an original work. Until somebody pointed out to him how much like the Lord of the Rings it is. And he was like, oh, 
Oh, yeah. But the twist, and I, I don't want to spoil the twist for anybody who hasn't read the Shannara books and doesn't know about the epic twist. And yeah, th there's just a twist in it. But they're, they're Terry Brooks works. Like, yes, anybody who's ever read Tolkien can see the influence of Tolkien in those works. But when you make it your own, it takes on a life of its own. And I just want to say that we need to have the courage to do that more often, to make our work our own and not, not shame ourselves for the influences that we see. Because one, other people might not see that influence in there because they're encountering it fresh as an original piece of work. And two, that's what all creativity is. So just embrace it, just run with it, and let yourself be free. The Mandalorian is a very good example of how these lines are getting crossed because, let's be honest, that's Jon Favreau's professional fan fiction, and I'm kind of here for it. I've really enjoyed season one, and I can't wait for season two. But you can see this in action with all of the people asking, was that Boba Fett? Was that Boba Fett? In that like one second clip from the trailer where you see a Mandalorian on a speeder bike. Was it? Was that Boba Fett? Was that Boba Fett? Personally, I have come to terms with the fact that Boba Fett will probably make an appearance at some point in The Mandalorian. I don't want Boba Fett to make an appearance within The Mandalorian, but I have come to terms with it. I have accepted it. I have said the serenity prayer and know that it will one day come to pass. But you can see the obsession there. You can see the excitement because it will probably be Boba Fett. They have hinted that Boba Fett may have survived in the, from a certain point of view, novelization of A New Hope, which is basically the entire story of A New Hope, but from other characters' points of view. We see the perspective of some Jawas who have in their possession some Mandalorian armor that does sound a lot like Boba Fett's. We also hear of a character that is referred to as the Sheriff, who sounds a lot like Boba Fett as well. So they've been planting seeds for a while that Boba Fett may have survived the Sarlacc, that he may have gotten out, and okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I don't want it to be Boba Fett. I really don't want it to be Boba Fett. And the reason for that has nothing to do with my personal dislike of the character of Boba Fett, because other than the Mandalorian aesthetic that he gave rise to, I, I don't really like anything else about Boba Fett. Boba Fett, Boba Fett got taken out by a blind guy because <laughs> his jetpack was overpowered because he was a goofball. Like, he just... <laughs> Like, Boba Fett has never been a cool character to me. I've never found Boba Fett cool, and I've talked about that a lot. But that's not why I don't want Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. I don't want Boba Fett in The Mandalorian because I don't want to take away from our main character's story. You see, there's no point to doing guest stars. There really isn't. And, okay, fine, if you want to do some Mandalorians, I can think of quite a few that I would like to see, mostly characters from 
the Clone Wars and from <sighs> Rebels. Oh, Rebels, how I miss you. And maybe, maybe we'll get to see some of those. But of course, of course, we have to pander not to, directly to the fans, but to a general audience. And to the general audience, they're thinking Boba Fett. So, yeah. Yeah. Boba Fett will probably appear. Mm, okay. And can I just say, Baby Yoda was so sassy in that trailer. I, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It made me, it, it just, it cracked me up. Just, I'm down for it. And I like the idea that he's going to go on a quest to find Yoda's people. Again, I don't want him finding them. <laughs> like, I don't. Like, an outpost? I'm fine. I'm okay. I, I like that the species has never been named. We know little to nothing about them. I like the mystery. And Yoda is one of the mysteries in Star Wars, kind of like the midi-chlorians that should remain a mystery. Like, we, ha we have... We have... Two of his species, now three in canon, because we have Yoda, Yaddle, and the child. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> like I don't I, I don't want a, I don't want an ET moment where like there's a ship full of them or something. I just don't, I don't I don't I don't want to know what his home world looks like. I don't want to know its name. I don't want to know its species name. I like the mystery. But I know that there's money in not keeping it a mystery, because think of the merchandise you could make from a spin-off show. That takes place on Yoda's home planet. Like, it's, it's definitely... It's, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. Like, you could see it now. It's going to be animated, and it's going to be for kids, and it's going to be goofy and silly and funny. Yeah. But having said all that, I'm still really excited about this series. Because I, I'm down for Jon Favreau's fanfiction. If I were doing The Mandalorian, I would have done a very different story than the one that we've got. And that that goes without saying. But I th there's so much about Mandalorian culture that I think would be interesting to explore. And I would probably have more Mandalorian characters involved. Because the things that we know about Death Watch and just the bits that we got from S Sabine's storyline on Rebels opened up so many passageways that they could go down. And especially with, like, the one thing that's not addressed at all in the trailer is, oh wait, dude's got the Darksaber? How? Explain. Explain, please. How, how, how do, how do, how do, where did you get the Darksaber from? Where is that from? What did you do? How did you get it? Just let me know. I, I, I have so many questions, so many questions. Where, where, where is the, where is the dark saber from? Like, I know where it's from, but like, I need to know the story. So they better be following up on that. Like, they better be following up on that, or I'm going to be enraged. Because you set up a very interesting story there. Like, what happened to, what, what? Hmm. I, there better be flashbacks. That's all I'm saying. I need flashbacks of what happened on Mandalore, how he got his hands on the Darksaber. And I want that storyline to go forward. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, it's not that I'm not excited about the other things, but 
this is where the frustration really kicks in because yes, we want our main character on a plot on his own storyline, right? So, okay. He's got to take the child home. Got it. I'm good. I love that. He's going to look for some enemy space wizards. Love that. Absolutely love that. Go for it. I'm here. Please make one of them Mara Jade. Like, just give me a Mara Jade. She doesn't have to be a Skywalker. She didn't used to be a Skywalker. Give me a Mara Jade. Give me my Mara Jade. Like, two things I want in canon. I want Mara Jade back, and I want Lumaya back. I also want Revan, but that's a whole other discussion. But give me my Mara Jade. <laughs> just just give her to me. Make make her a Twi'lek. I don't care. I don't care. Just give, give her personality to a character and her name and bring her back. I, I need that now. But I don't want to get distracted into filling in gaps. Too much of the new Star Wars canon has been trying to fill in gaps. And some of it worked. Some of it worked really, really well. I love Rogue One. Rogue One is a great Star Wars movie. One of the best Star Wars movies. Solo is fine. Like it's, it's it's better than a lot of of Star Wars content that's out there, and it's better than most sci-fi movies. If we're being honest, like space opera movies, like it's way way up at the top of the heap there. But you know, I didn't ask for young Han Solo. Like that's a gap that I didn't need filled, and I don't need to know what happened to Boba Fett. <laughs> like I don't need to know what happened to Boba Fett. If you want to do that, give it its own series, give it its own comic, give it its own book. Like, there are other places for that. This is not that show. Don't use this to fill in the gaps. Because with this happening in the interim, I, I just don't I don't want you using it to just answer questions. Like, I don't want him finding out about Starkiller Base. And I don't want him finding out about all these different things. And uh, Like, I, I really have a morbid fear that we're going to find out that Snoke looks the way Snoke does. Because... Mando got into a fight with him and royally kicked his butt, or the Jedi that ends up hanging out with Mando got into a fight with him and royally messed him up, and that's why he looks like that, or something, even though, you know, vats of Snokes and whatnot thingy, the last Skywalker, you know, stuff. Yeah, I'm very coherent, because that movie was very coherent, because J.J. Abrams needs to be kept away from Star Wars. But having said that, yeah, I'm excited. I just don't want them to waste the opportunity of an original series by trying to fill in the gaps. Because that's what went wrong with Resistance. Resistance was an interesting show with an interesting cast that spent way too much time, energy, and effort being like, no, but here's more about Phasma, and here's more about Bo Dameron, and here's more to explain those things that you didn't understand in the movies. And we don't need that. We need good, fresh, original content and not just plugging holes that you feel exist in your existing canon. So please, please stop doing that. Hey, Charlie, it's Ems. And yeah, you know, I am an author. I'm an artist. I run the podcast Toradix.net. But on my off time or when I'm really stressed or I'm taking a break, or I'm waiting in line, I am playing games. So <laughs> I am such a game nerd. Are you a game nerd? It just takes my mind off of everything. So I wanted to talk about my favorite game of all time. It's the 
It's the one that I always remember and wish that I could play, but you know, our Sega Genesis is long gone. My husband sold it on eBay or something. Stupid, stupid thing to do. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, when he said, hey, I'm selling the Sega Genesis, okay? And I was like, oh, okay. I never even thought that Zombies Ate My Neighbors was on there. Oh my God. I, I'm so sorry for saying yes all, all these years. And I do blame him um, frequently about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did find through a Facebook acquaintance that there is a way to play it online, but it's just not the same. And the one online, um, once you die, you like die. You can't go back to where you were. <laughs> you have to start all over from the beginning. Arr. So anyway, uh, Zombie Ate My Neighbors is this awesome thing where you're this little dude and you're going through the neighborhood and zombies are trying to get you. And it's so fun because I don't know why. It's just fun. And... <laughs> You're running through little neighborhoods and then you get to different other mean bosses which are like vampires, mummies, um, a giant big fat baby which <laughs> we just crack up at. Like a giant baby is attacking you um, which is really fun. So if you guys played that then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, oh you gotta look at screenshots or go play it online. It's so fun. So that's my geeky game for today. I have vague memories of that i never had a sega genesis because we, we we were poor and my sister got me an nes and i didn't have another computer con another game console until the hubby and i bought a playstation one when it came out so i actually missed a lot of games between the original nes and the playstation one but this one rings a bell because a friend of mine had a Sega Genesis and I have memories of playing this game and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I wish it was easier to play a lot of classic games. This is to me one of the great shames of gaming history is that a lot of these older titles are not easy to find and they're not supported anymore. And I get the work that can go into that, and I understand on a certain level. But I have such nostalgia for certain games that I wish I could play again. There was a game on the Sega Genesis called Sword of Vermilion, which was a role-playing game that just gave me all the feels, and the music in that game was so good. And I have seen nothing about it in many many years so yeah i i we still have we uh, see i i did get some catch up though because while we were living in california we found a really inexpensive uh super nes and bought a bunch of games at like a yard sale and so i did get to catch up on some games that way but yeah i miss classic games i miss classic games there was a game called star navigator i've talked about it before on the podcast that i absolutely love i still have dreams about playing this game and it really didn't have like a story or a plot it was the first open-ended game like sandbox game that i had ever played in like if it had a story or a plot i have no idea what it was like you just you were flying a ship and you would go out and then you'd scan a sector and find out some stuff that was there and stuff would happen. You might have to fight an enemy spaceship because you're 
you ran into them on your patrol or there might be somebody who needs help and you have to rescue them or something and you had to keep track of everything because the map was extremely rudimentary in it and you had limited amount of fuel and you had to make it back to the base and recharge and repair and all these things and it was such a simple stupid game like I looked up and found some gameplay video of it on YouTube and it's it just brought me right back to where I was so I'm going to throw the question to you all what are some classic games that you love and miss and wish you still had in your lives let me know I am going to apologize right out the gate for the abrupt tone change. As I am recording this episode, I have found out about the death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I am not handling it well. I am hoping that good things can come from this because I always hope that tragedy can bring about good things but I do not have a lot of faith in humanity (laughs) at least in the political critters in times like these so hmm. I was already wanting to take the weekend off and I decided to record this on Friday instead of my usual Saturday so that I could have the full weekend off. And now I'm even more glad that I did or the entire episode would be in a much more solemn tone. It's hard to lose someone who has been such an amazing voice for the voiceless and who has been a stalwart in protecting people's rights. It's even harder in this time when protecting people and looking out for people is not something that those in power are interested in doing. I say it always at the end of these episodes, but now more than ever, we need to be out there in the streets. We need to be out there very vocal about how much Black Lives Matter and black trans lives matter and trans identities and protecting women in the LGBT community because it's in moments like this where hypocrites in power are more likely to try something upsetting because we know for a fact that they believe that in an election year We shouldn't choose a new Supreme Court justice. We should let the voters decide who the next president should be, and the next president should be able to pick the next Supreme Court justice. And of course, I'm being facetious. Of course, I'm being facetious because they did that because they didn't want Barack Obama to pick a Supreme Court justice, and so they held the seat open. I doubt that they're going to do that this time around. I can only hope that the Democrats in the Senate will have the spine to hold them to that because this is grotesque and wrong. I mean, it is, we just, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to devolve into a strange place 
that my mind is going to right now. I'm just glad that I set myself up to have a weekend off because now more than ever, I need it. We are going to have to really look after each other because the powers that be are not going to look after us. They're not going to help us. They don't care about us. They care about their own egos, their own power, and the moneyed interests that put them there. That is all that they care about. And I wish that wasn't true. I I really, really wish that wasn't true. But that's the country that we have. And it is what it is. So, having said that, you should be thinking right now what you are going to do to help protect your friends and family because this is this is where everything gets real i mean we need to be thinking about voting we need to be thinking about taking care of each other because this is really the moment that we enter the darkest of the dark timelines and i am not looking forward to it i am not looking forward to it at all and while I try to keep this podcast free of more political content, even though living is political content, and I recognize that, I try not to talk directly about politics. But this, this, is, this is something that will affect our country for decades to come. So yeah, I hope you are doing okay. I hope that everything's going well with you. I hope that you will be able to keep your strength up. I am going to be taking the weekend off and hopefully by the time you hear this, I will be like all completely better and ready to go because the one thing that I can say that we all have to do is dream of a better world, work for that better world but not let ourselves get so mired in the nightmare we're currently living in that it prevents us from doing anything good. We have to move forward. We have to move forward. We have to do something positive every day to keep our spirits up. And that's what I'm going to be doing. (laughs) And sometimes it feels wrong. Sometimes self-care feels wrong because Taking care of ourselves is not taking care of others. But if we do not take care of ourselves, then we will not be able to be there for others. So please, please take care of yourselves. Please make sure you're being strong, that you are doing the things that you need to do to keep your strength up in the times that we're currently living in, because... 2020 is truly the darkest timeline. I don't like this year at all. Like this has just been a nightmare year over and over and over and over again. And just when you think like, uh, well, at least we've hit the bottom, it finds a new bottom. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not here for it. I don't like it. It needs. So, I'm just going to say my normal outro because I don't know what else to do right now. 
So if you have any questions, comments, or topics that you would like to hear me discuss on the show, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Please keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you've got a dollar, you can pass my way. In those same show notes, you will find a link to my Patreon, to listener support, and to coffee for one-time donations. Thank you to everybody who does that. It means the world to me, especially to Cat Leo, who is my most recent patron. You are awesome, and you know how I feel about you. Alrighty, if you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly alright. But maybe share something that I do that you like, because that helps me grow, and helps everything out for me and that's awesome and you're amazing for doing that and thank you to everybody who helped me get to 200 subscribers on youtube you're amazing and i can't wait to see how much the channel will continue to grow Alrighty, i guess that's it i really don't have much more to say except for just one more time say it with me now black lives matter black trans lives matter trans identities are valid And may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.